Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's that time again for Guys of a Certain Age. Robbie Koblenz in studio with Art Shirley and special guest star Jake Jones, otherwise known as the Rich Man's Jay. Or the, that was the poor man's art. Because you were the, the poor joke. man's art yeah. last week yeah. or the last time you were. Yeah. So Jake Jones, editor extraordinaire, has joined us for this episode, the post-Halloween episode of Guys of a Certain Age. So. No, you can't. You can't be spooky anymore, Art. You oh. have to be. You hey, to take your mask off, do Art. The, do the turkey thing. Make the turkey noise. So, so speaking of turkeys and Thanksgiving, I think I showed you this art. I haven't shown this to Jake yet. I have a WKRP annual uh, Thanksgiving yes. turkey drop t-shirt I bought off Facebook. Oh, the humanity. As God is my witness, <laughs> I thought turkeys could fly. So oh. I'm so excited about that. I actually seem to have a few friends on Facebook who wait for me to post the yes. link to that segment. <laughs> I count myself among one of them. Yeah, Thanksgiving morning. Yeah. W, if you if you guys don't know who I'm talking about, then this if you don't know what I'm talking about, then this show is probably not yeah, for why you. Why are you listening? But keep on, but keep on. Maybe we'll educate I'll you. I'll just leave then if that's uh, well. You know. <laughs> classic radio TV show about a radio station WKRP in Cincinnati, which aired what nice. late seventies seventy nine eighty. Yeah. 79, yeah. So uh, oh, this is that bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, so, and so their uh, their sales manager, their general manager, is trying to do a holiday promotion to get interest in the radio station. And um, what they decided to do is to give away turkeys for Thanksgiving, but they were live turkeys mm-hmm. that were being dropped from a helicopter. Yep. And uh, so hijinks ensued, and you had Les Nesman, the intrepid newsman, reporting from the scene, and it's just absolutely hilarious. As this all comes down, and then the turkeys revolt, and people run everywhere. And so the last scene of the show is the general manager, the sales manager, and Les Nesman coming back in, just with this dazed look on their face, relating the horrors of of the (laughs) event. And the last thing that Mr. Carlson, the general manager, says, he goes into his office, he comes out, he's like, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. I feel like I studied that for some reason in college. It's the greatest. Yeah, it's a great skip. It's the greatest comedy bit ever. I mean, <laughs> ever. It's and so I post it on Facebook every Thanksgiving morning, you know, just to celebrate the day. So, but I have a T-shirt that commemorates it too. So, have so you the, gotten it in yet? Did yeah, you say? yeah, 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 yeah. Is I, there is there a new T-shirt every year? Is that what you're saying? No, or, no, no. Okay, it's just you. a T-shirt I saw on a Facebook promotion. Yes, it's like a yes, logo with WKRP work. and the turkey. Uh, they mentioned the turkey thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. very cool. Looking. It's it's, it's hmm. vintage looking. It's it's great stuff. It's very guys of a certain age isk. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. So that's coming that's out. Nice so term. so we are now past the uh, the run up to you know Halloween and all the calories and candies involved. Um, we are in that that lull between. It's a countdown to when Christmas music starts playing. Yeah. So when is that for you? 
guys, because I, I have very strict rules in my home about Christmas music. I don't listen to Christmas music until three days before Christmas. Oh. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow, okay. I refuse to listen to it. Grouch over there. Yeah. Yeah. Grouch, Grouch and Grinch and Grouch. I'm just, when we go to full-time Christmas music, you know, sometime in early November, no. Yeah, it's see, just that's Christmas. a little too much. The rule in my family has always been uh, the after Thanksgiving dinner, yeah, like okay. on the ride home. You yeah, can, you can start listening works. to Christmas. That music. works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine would be the day after, probably. But you know, I don't mind hearing Christmas music, mm-hmm. but I don't like just being inundated with it like they do now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's already started on some stations. Oh yeah, absolutely it's crazy. Yeah, but I, I agree with you. I think that it's fair game right after you've had your Thanksgiving dinner. Not right after your Fourth of July hot dog. It's just, right. That's the way we're heading to. After you get that last slice of yeah. watermelon, let's get into a chorus of Deck the Halls. Yeah. I mean, come on, it's See, ridiculous. See, I don't get angry when people jump Thanksgiving, but I do get angry when people jump halloween because yeah. it's like no no no. halloween is a big deal let's not let's not skip past halloween. what does that Thank say you. about you jay it says i'm a sadistic psychopath is probably is what it says wow i just like halloween i've always liked dressing interestingly up and that's that the same stuff. thing your driver's license <laughs> says <laughs> and my and my business card yeah, right. and everything jake jones sadistic psychopath, psychopath. Mm-hmm. wow so okay let's transition to our geeks of the week so art what you got? Yeah, just real quickly, uh, we've talked a little bit about uh, the crisis of Infinite Earth that uh, the CW is doing with their superhero, their Arrowverse uh, shows that are coming up. And just found out that Brandon Routh, who's been playing uh, Ray Palmer and the Atom Adam. since the beginning of Legends, uh, and actually a little bit into the Arrow mm-hmm. show as well. Mm-hmm. Well, he started on Arrow. Started, started on, on Arrow, Arrow. Yeah. yeah. They introduced him in Arrow, yeah. 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 And... Uh, He's leaving uh, Legends and mm-hmm. uh, is going to, I'm not sure what he's going to do next, but uh, anyway, sorry to see him go. I really liked uh, his Ray Palmer and Adam. I'm very excited to see him play uh, Superman from Kingdom Come. I mm-hmm. think that's just going to be real cool. The, the shots I've seen look like they're really doing justice to uh, to the artwork, <laughs> the Alex. Justice. Ross. I see what you ah, did there. Ah. Dang it. I wish I had been, that had been intentional. <laughs> we'll back that up. Yes, yes. But, yeah. um, anyway, I think it's going to be really good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just happy for him. I always liked him. Uh, he was he's been great in other movie roles that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's uh, Scott Pilgrim? Remember he's right. in that. Yeah. I thought he was yeah. fantastic in that. So I, I I felt like he was a good Superman in a bad Superman movie when he did Superman Returns. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad he had a shot uh, at redemption uh, with his uh, with his acting career, obviously, and also getting another shot to play a Superman. So as I understand, his version of Superman is the King of the King to Come ver- version of Superman. Try to say that fast three mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. but it's also in canon the the final arc of the Christopher Reeve Superman. Is oh, what okay, saying. okay. Basically, I seen that. basically yeah. saying the the Christopher Reeve Superman that uh, that began back in the original Superman movie, mm-hmm. Superman Returns, was a sequel to Superman Two, mm-hmm. if you remember mm-hmm. correctly. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this this completes that arc. Yeah, okay, yeah. So great. so basically, mm-hmm. it's the Christopher Reeve Superman arc that gets you to Kingdom Come. Okay. So. And uh, that's very cool. There's also a wild rumor out there that uh, current Justice League members may show up as well. They're just throwing everybody. Yeah, everybody but Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, which stinks because he's the greatest Lex Luthor ever. But they didn't want to pay him anything. I can kind of see that. Yeah, you know, yeah. He'd have to shave his head again. Yeah, you know that's hard. Well, Jake was just talking about doing that this morning. So without any pay. 
That's a that's a great segue to my geek of the week. If you want to just hey, let's segue to your geek of the week. Because I may be bald the next time you see me. I don't know. Uh, So my geek of the week is uh, as I mentioned last time I was here. I do a video game podcast, so I'm a big video game guy. Uh, There's an event happening this weekend as of recording uh, that's called Extra Life, and it's this big charity fundraising event that gamers put on where they live stream for 24 hours. And uh, basically, folks can donate uh, through different links from whoever you're watching. And uh, it all goes towards the Children Miracle Network of Hospitals. Oh, that's awesome. And supports kids. So we were, uh, we'll be live streaming this weekend for 24 hours, uh, doing stuff to support Blair E. Batson Children's Hospital here in Jackson, Mississippi. Well, that's so, awesome. Well, so we're not in Jackson, fun. Mississippi, so we're not here there. Well, you know, in Mississippi. Mississippi. That's, in that's, Mississippi. that's, that's uh-huh. our Children's Miracle Network Hospital, so... Uh, but the yeah, getting to the bald thing, the kind of the thing that we do with our channel is we um, we put in reward tiers that you can pay like five, ten, fifteen, twenty five dollars for different things that we'll do on live stream. And so I'm talking about one of our rewards being you pay maybe a hundred bucks and I'll shave my head or something. But oh. trying to I'm trying to nail down those reward tiers as we go. So that might be worth doing. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. So. We've got one uh, since we talked about Fortnite last week uh, on our channel. We don't necessarily like Fortnite. In fact, my co-host he hates Fortnite like yeah. with a burning. He's one of those crazy people you hear about who just like hate Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have said our our goal is five hundred dollars. If someone pays five hundred dollars, we'll pay Fortnite. And so he's got it downloaded and ready to go. But I don't know if anyone will do that. Yeah, nobody's going to do that. That doesn't seem quite as good as you shaving your head. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather see you shave your head. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. And beard and mustache and sideburns. Oh, I don't know. You know, I didn't think about if I would have to shave my beard and mustache. That and eyebrows. Be, I think I, you can get away with just the hair on your head. I think so too, probably. So just looking over, you know, not that I wasn't paying attention to Jake, but did you guys see that Apple announced the AirPod Pros just minutes ago? We did not because yeah. you're the one with the computer. That's right. right. That's right. So Apple today announced that it's releasing new AirPod Pros earbuds on October 30th, as rumored. Updated new accessory features and all new design with an AirPod style shape and silicone ear tips to support active noise cancellation. Wow. So two forty nine. Woo. So they're adding noise cancellation. Is that it? They are. So I may be ordering some of these because they look pretty awesome because I love my AirPods. I'm all about my AirPods. So anyway, that just happened. Interesting. Up to the minute. So is that your geek of the week? week? No, it's not. Okay. I actually have multiple geeks of the week. But uh, are we done talking about shaving your head? Yeah, yeah. Just so we're going to be playing video games. So by the time anyone hears this, it'll probably be over. But, you know, that's a cool thing happening. Yeah, that is cool. Normally, you know, if you're not in the world of video games, you probably only hear about crazy things that are happening or the Fortnite blackout or whatever. So just so you know, there are some good things happening in the world. So this games. is your third or fourth year doing This is our second year doing it. Second. Last year we raised $501. We're going to shoot for 500 again this year. $502. Well, hopefully we can get at least that much, yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping, I think our reward tier is probably, we have a little bit more variety of what could do. Last year our big thing was we had $20 and you could pie me or my co-host in the face. And so we had lots of those come through. So we're trying to add some more things like that. That would, you know, cause us just a little bit of grief and bring you lots of entertainment. So yeah, we should do that. All for the kids. You, you, Jay, and I should should put something together with that art and do it, and we could live stream it on guys of a certain age. That'd be mm-hmm. really funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So we could pie Jay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, Jay. Jake. Jake, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Or we could pie both of them. Okay. Hey, Jay, why don't you stand here next to Jake and you guys just talk about some stuff? And then Jay could critique <laughs> the pie. Well, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Our pie was just whipped cream. So he oh, probably okay. would, I don't know what he would have said about just, that. Yeah. It's a little sweet. Yeah, pecan and... pie would probably not be a real good thing. Oh, that would hurt. <laughs> I think that would hurt. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine getting pied in the face? With lime, like pie? I'm thinking key lime pie would probably be all right. Cheesecake would probably be okay. Unless it's frozen still. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mm, I don't yeah. know. Well, anyway, got to think this through. So uh, I had a couple I was gonna I uh, was choosing from. This one I think is probably a little 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 more fun. So Nvidia, you know, this is a great transition from the video game segment of of what Jake's got. Nvidia is a very um, very large uh, video technology company. They do um, they do video display cards for PCs in some Macs, but primarily PCs. And the uh, GPUs, the graphical processing units, are leveraged for uh, higher frame rates and and higher resolutions for a lot of video games. Well, you know the the thing with Nvidia is they've they've invested pretty heavily into uh, into AI, artificial intelligence, and so they've got a new um, a new AI feature. It's called Ganimals. All right. G-A-N-I-M-A-L-S. Not to be confused with Garanimals. Garanimals. <laughs> where I was going. So you could go to uh, to one of their um, their beta test sites. I'm I'm looking for the for the link. It's the uh, AI playground, and what you can do is you can upload a a picture of your pet, and it will the AI will remap that expression <coughs> to make your pet a different animal altogether. So like it could take your Labrador retriever, what would your lab look like as a, um, as a leopard? Wow. Or as a poodle. And it's really kind of And there's creepy. enough in there to recognize your pet. It's not just all of a sudden it's a leopard picture. I'm going to show yeah. you guys what's happening there. Oh, wow. So, so Yeah. Kind of cool, huh? Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's pretty, uh, pretty weird, pretty strange. But uh, anyway, again, as we get into this era of age of deep fake, yeah, I was gonna say this is deep fake for your pet. It really is, you know, where you could take anything, you can take any data points mm -hmm. and use AI to modify them. So uh, a couple of years ago, Adobe had this thing called Project Sensei. Uh -huh. which was a feature that they would take if you had a minimum amount. Of uh, if you had a minimum amount of audio of narration from a person, it could analyze that and generate new words spoken by that person. Right. And they decided not to release that because of the havoc it could create. You know? mm -hmm. So we were going to use that for Jay, though, weren't we? We were, yeah. uh, but we couldn't get the paper rustling, paper <laughs> rustling right. Um, so yeah, I mean, we could get his voice perfectly, yeah. but it was the, the uh, it was notes, the, the, yeah. the shuffling of the yeah. notes. So there was but, a, a note page limit that we couldn't get to. That's right. Yeah, we, we miss couldn't. you, Jay, yeah. or at least I do. I don't know that art. Does, oh, absolutely. But, yeah, that technology is scary though, because some of it does exist, and it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. But like uh, I've seen some YouTubers who have, you know, taken their voice and put it in one of those uh, systems and like read a, a couple lines to get the system up to date. And basically it's you type a sentence and then hit read and it'll read it back to you. And so they've done things where like they've typed all that out and then they'd call somebody 
and just hold their phone up and they don't talk, but they'll type what they want to say. And it's, it's gotten like some people will, will go with it and they don't wow. really notice. And like after they'll be like, did you, you know, did you think that sounded weird or whatever? And they were like, I mean, yeah, you sounded weird, but I never Not doubted different. it wasn't you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. So Within the scary yeah. stuff. Well, and you know, in, with a lot of video and multimedia technology, the adult <clears throat> movie industry jumps on the forefront of it. And so the adult industry has jumped on deep fakes as well. Right. And celebrities in compromising positions. In very compromising right. positions, which gets to a point of how do you fight that? You know, libel and slander laws come into to, to effect. And, you know, it used to be that if you saw a picture of something, mm-hmm. let's say 30 years ago, you believed that picture because you could be, it was a pre-digital picture age, very, very difficult to fake. And you could usually, you know, spot the fake. just immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, don't believe what you see, what you hear. I mean, even in person, I mean, I think Art's got some sort of artificial reality thing going on in his face right now, right? Mm-hmm. He's trying some de-aging uh, yeah, that's protocols, right. oh, thank I think. You, Jack. You're welcome. for noticing that. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, but anyway, but I thought that was a, a harmless use of deep fake I do technology. want to try the deep fake stuff, though. That would just, I mean, I, what I like, have you seen, I'm sure you've seen Impressionist, whose face has changed mm-hmm. to match whoever. Mm-hmm. That's just, just just cool. But yeah, I can yeah. see that it's, it's a dangerous technology. It oh, really yeah. is. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, didn't Jordan Peele do a uh, was it Jordan Peele who did a uh, parody of uh, President Obama yes. a few mm-hmm. years ago? Uh-huh. Just just scary. But, yeah. But anyway, but no pets were harmed in the making of this AI experiment, as far as we know. That we know of. As, yeah. as far as we know, you don't sure. know how many AIs ate dogs just to you know yeah. get all that data points. But you know the other thing that that uh, there's been some cry out for as we as we look towards the next last star wars film the rise of skywalker so carrie fisher died prior to shooting episode nine Mm -hmm. and um, they are actually using footage from the cutting room four of episode uh seven and eight and if rumors to believe be believed episode six as well uh to put carrie fisher in episode nine mm-hmm. and you know there was talk at one point uh maybe doing some digital recreations of carrie fisher a la grand marf Tarkin, right. Tarkin, uh peter and, cushing and carrie fisher yeah and carrie yeah. fisher from um from uh what was it it was it was rogue uh, one it was rogue one, rogue one. yeah mm-hmm. so but you know that gets into a rights management issue and a in the um, permission of the estate. So how long can the image of a young Brando live? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in the movies. Well, I and, liked what Carrie Fisher used to say. Uh, she said, George Lucas owns her likeness anyway. Every time she looks in the mirror, she owes him $5 or <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's something <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but anyway, the, the, the technology is, is, is going everywhere. And, you know, like, uh, like auto tune for, for vocalists, for recording, uh, recording artists where what you're hearing is really not the artist singing very much. Mm-hmm. Um, we're heading that way towards movies, which brings us to our big topic. Cinema. Cinema. So what is cinema? So what Scorsese and Coppola came out and just ripped the Marvel movies last week. Yes, they did. So Art, you, uh, you want to talk a little bit about their, well, their I- visceral reactions? First of all, and, and others have said this, and a lot of Marvel folks have said this, uh, producers and actors and directors, uh, have all the respect in the world for Scorsese and, and Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, I, I, some of their films are, are among my favorites. I love the first and second Godfather movie. I just really am a big fan of those. 
Uh, and they certainly are entitled to their opinions. I do think it's a little disingenuous to say, I really haven't watched those movies, but mm-hmm. I don't think they're good, <laughs> you know. And then just to blanketly, uh, you know, categorize a, a genre of movies, some that you haven't even seen, but just all together. Right. Uh, I think that, and especially with, with both, of the, both of those directors, you know, when you think of them, you kind of think of gangster movies, and mm-hmm. they've certainly done a whole host of other types of movies, and like I said, brilliant movies. But, you know, people get associated with a ter- certain type of genre, and it'd be very easy just to dismiss that genre or those directors based on, on you know, movies that you've seen before that aren't necessarily their movies, but bad gangster movies. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, I have a little trouble with that. Um, and also, I think that you know, as brilliant directors as they are, I don't think they get to des- define what cinema is no, and, no. Uh, or what movie entertainment is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to the movies for different reasons. I mean, there's several times, when, and I'll even have superhero movie burnout, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'll agree that some of them seem very much the same plot, and a lot of them do. Derivative. But there are standouts, in the, especially in the MCU and in the first 23, 24 movies or whatever. There are, there are moments that are just as... Uh, meaningful to me is is as movies from either either those directors or any other m- movies that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't usually go into a superhero movie thinking this is going to be an Oscar winner, mm-hmm. but I go to it to be entertained and to be removed from reality. You know, mm-hmm. escapism is a huge part and always has been since you know the movies were first around. But you know, in today's environment, very few uh, wide release movies are heralded as Oscar caliber movies. It's Yeah. I mean, nobody really cares about the Oscars anymore. It doesn't seem like, you know, did we even, wa- I know we did the Oscar show, but I think, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think we watched it that much. We, we did not. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're just as guilty as, uh, but, as those two guys are. But, but you know, at, at this point, I mean, to me, uh, what Scorsese and Coppola said was more like, well, if it doesn't come through a a large film festival like Toronto or or Con or whatever Can Con Can Sorry yeah. that was my inner Shatner um you know it it's discounted as cinema right so. and the thing is these guys started out uh whether you've listened to Droid Maker or uh Blockbuster or whatever and the kind of history of these guys these guys started out as as rebels against the uh the movie studio system at the point and they they didn't want to be told their movies weren't viable or weren't important because they didn't come through a major studio and they mm-hmm. seem to be doing this very same thing this time with the idea of a festival like Cannes or Sundance or whatever. Sure. Well, and you know, uh, so Coppola started American Zoetrope Studios as that kind of maverick studio, and you had Walter Murch involved, you had Lucas involved, and it was that whole, we're going to create our own Hollywood in San Francisco type of thing. And uh, then it proceeded to go bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> He'd have to go write another movie in yeah. order to finance the whole yeah. thing. So, but but to, so let me ask you guys, and we get various age opinions here, what qualifies as cinema for you? See, I think that's the that's the interesting question cuz and and even beyond that, like what is the point of movies in general? And um, you know, Rob, we were kind of talking about this previously uh, before we started, but um you know, there's the idea. I think the baseline for for studios, they want to make money, right? Um, but I think on a higher, more ro- romantic level, the point of movies is to entertain, it's escapism, and then maybe to learn 
something or to see something from a different perspective than you currently have. Um, and I think there's a lot of mediums that, you know, romantically, that's what they're for. Um, so I, I don't know if, if Scorsese and Coppola are thinking of cinema in that romantic sense, then, you know, maybe maybe some movies don't hit that mark. And, yeah, I and, think they see it as an art form, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and that is to create cinema is to create art. And, you know, who was it? I can't remember which person responded and said, well, it's in the cinema so or in the theater so it's cinema you know mm-hmm. if, you, if you go sit go to a movie theater and, and watch it it's cinema at that point you know it's you, you don't put too uh, highfalutin a term on it you know to <laughs> use so, a, well, a person and, of my age and that term. brings up this whole question of what about netflix now there are so many movies that yeah. are being released on netflix and, and i can see that being uh, in terms of defining cinema that being more of an argument than uh, a matter of taste, mm-hmm. which I think is what they're doing. But mm-hmm. was it, didn't Spielberg basically come out and poo-poo Netflix as yes, as, as movies? Yeah. So, uh-huh. so what you're seeing now is Netflix is doing a dual release strategy. They're doing a limited run in theaters, right? And they're they're uh, they're releasing on yeah. on the platform. And yeah. I think uh, the new Eddie Murphy, what's the name of it? Uh, my name is Dolomite. My name is Dolomite is, is getting that. You're seeing trailers on mainstream television for it now in theaters, limited release and releasing on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So um, now, I mean, it, it, you know, 20 years ago, all you could do was get a crappy VHS with really bad sound, watch it on a 32 inch. If you were lucky television and you did not have that experience at all, that corporate experience of going to see this larger than life screen and this great sound in the popcorn, it was the whole experience. That was cinema. Now you can replicate that at home very, very easily. And in a lot of cases, if you've got high-speed broadband, if you're doing fiber or a real wide pipe coming in, you can get 4K releases that look better than what you're going to see at the theater. Yeah, I think somebody, and again, I wish I had done a better job of remembering who said what, but uh, uh, one person commented and said the, you know, the, the, the content's not the problem. The theater experience. Oh, it was uh, Edward Norton mm-hmm. said the theater experience is the problem because you're going in there and these these films are being projected at low lights. The experience itself is not very good. You know, you've you're you're not able to watch the movie because you've got people on their cell phones or, or ch- children crying. I know this has been <laughs> my experience in the last several movies I've seen, and uh, you know, so the the experience itself is not good until theater owners, you know, take ownership for that. But you know, as long as they're getting tickets, they're not going to care. Right? Um, was it was it Christopher Nolan who sent out setup instructions uh, with Interstellar? Basically, he said, yeah, "I think so." You know, would you do this? Uh, would you check your projectors before you run this right. and make sure we're at this light level, this sound level? And there's going to be parts of this movie that sound like they're broken. It's not. It was intended to be this way. Right. Um, and, of course, you know, Lucas did that early on with the whole THX stuff. He did. And, uh, mm-hmm. You know, going through and, and certifying a theater so that the sound was of a certain quality. That's right, and w- which and, was great. Yeah. And to me, that's a better role for these directors to be taking uh, or a position for them to be taking because to come through and to criticize someone else's work, I mean, in the art world, in the fine arts world, you see this all the time, is that uh, certain artists are discredited because, oh, they're they're creating uh, either illustrative works, you know, that only after, you know, 100 years are they recognized as artwork, and or they're creating uh, traditional works, and we've moved on beyond that, and they don't really have anything to say. So the critics, a lot of times, are, are making decisions and making calls 
that the general public don't necessarily agree with, and the critics don't usually make, the, you know, especially in the case of movie making, the critics don't usually make a movie a success. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, despite what the critics say, it's the box office that makes a success. And then I think there's also a certain amount of, you know, uh, lasting quality to a movie. Some movies don't do well at the box office, but box office but 20 years later they're considered classics because people discover them later and a lot of times through the ways you know Robbie was talking about it either crappy VHS you know 20 30 <laughs> years ago or now a very nice home movie setup mm-hmm. that uh, enables you to enjoy the movie pretty much as it was it was intended to be seen you know a couple of years ago uh, I, I saw some traffic on this in 2017 and again about this time last year um, multiple directors were coming out saying, hey, this is what you need to do for your LCD TV at home. You know, you need to turn off motion smoothing and all these things, which are the things that I immediately, when I buy a new set, I immediately turn on and, or turn off, I should say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to see, I want it to look like a soap opera. Yeah, yeah. Young and the Restless <laughs> is what yeah. I want. So, but, uh, uh, but there's been talk about with the UHD Alliance, which is the ultra high definition alliance, which is, what we call 4K as well. Even though it's not truly 4K, um, there's been talk of putting a data pipeline in where your 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 disc, your streaming stream of movie, whatever, would have a data subset, some metadata embedded that would tell your television how to calibrate itself. Oh, you yeah. Know, to cut off motion smoothing and uh, the, these frame interpolations and all these things that basically are, are well suited for sports and high motion right but not suited for cinematic 24 frame per second type of thing so that'd be pretty cool so that would be built into the signal or how yeah, you're watching the yeah. yeah and so maybe i can do some research for next time around but mm-hmm. there's been talk of that i mean I, james gunn uh came out and basically appealed to people to cut their motion smoothing off mm-hmm. and uh, i mean it, it, it's called something different for everybody, for right. every manufacturer. But right. But that, yeah, it's like, I remember seeing that the first time on like the first uh, HD TV I got and I go, oh my gosh, what is this? Yeah. You know, we were watching, I think an episode of Lost and it, it looked like you said, uh, <laughs> both in the beautiful days of our lives. I actually said young and the restless. Okay. We would yeah. get there eventually. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, it was just like, oh my gosh, we spent all this money and this is what this looks like. This is terrible. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like introducing hiss into your CD when you get it to play it back. Yeah. You know? That's right. Let's that's just right. get a leaky air compressor to yeah. fill up and let it go while I'm playing my CD so I can get that. So I get that uh, old feeling experience. back. Yeah. 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 So, but I, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, we've been, um, cinema is a corporate experience where you can go together with other folks to experience. And so you have so much pollution. Now you've got light pollution from phones. You get folks not paying any attention. Um, you know, you, you don't have an opportunity to sit there and, and watch uninterrupted anymore. Right. Some people need an app when they go to the movie theaters. We won't talk about anybody. (laughs) We're not talking about anybody specifically, but you know, the the whole idea of being able to enjoy without distractions, one of the things that you go to the movie theaters for, and you know, you can buy, you can buy out a movie theater and put a movie in, right? Right. Yeah. So the, the cost of entry for a, to create a movie quote unquote is so much lower than before. Yes. Um, my documentary one night March aired in a movie theater in Memphis and here, uh, here in Starkville as well. So 
it's cinema at that point. That's I guess, right. You know, That's right. It, it, it meets that, that low mm-hmm. bar. But uh, is my documentary more cinema than El Camino, which was just released on Netflix as the follow-up to Breaking Bad? No, not yeah, at all. And I th- to your point about Netflix versus whether it's in a the theater, I think the content is what mm-hmm. matters. And it's if you have a good product, you know, regardless of genre, regardless of, you know, the storytelling ability, you're going to reach people. And that's what your ultimate goal is. You don't care necessarily if you reach, you know, 100 people or 100 million people. But, uh, but you just want your story told. And I think, as Robbie was saying, we have so many more ways to have those stories told, you know, for directors that want to start out. You know, I'm thinking about Scorsese and, and, and Francis Ford Coppola again. Um, you know, they started out with Roger Corman. Yeah, you know the Pope of pop cinema. Oh. I, I guarantee you, Roger Corman is sitting there going, uh, "Guys, you know, <laughs> yeah, these and movies you made with Jack Nicholson and stuff back when we were just starting out, uh, mm-hmm. they may not have been considered cinema, but it's what you cut your teeth on. It's what right. you got paid doing. That's right. What's yeah. your first paid job for That's a right. lot of those guys? Yeah, I just, you know, I, I folks turning their nose up just kind of irritates me a little bit because we've all been at that spot where. You know, it may not be the cultural impact as a creative that you want, but it's still a creative endeavor. That's right. I think so, too. And, you know, again, we've had different genres all throughout the history of movies. I mean, musicals were huge at one time. Film noir has been huge. Westerns, which, you you know, I've made a little bit of a comeback lately, used to dominate the box office. Mm-hmm. These, you know, these things will pass. They come and go. But I think, you know, and to me, the, the approach should have been, can you imagine somebody took you know, 24 movies and had a interwoven story, regardless of whether you like the content, that's a huge achievement. Mm-hmm. Coppola's just still pissed because Godfather 3 sucked and he did it because he needed the money. Well, and the thing <laughs> is, the Irishman got greenlit because they thought it was a superhero. <laughs> Irishman? Yeah, that sounds great. Oh, ouch. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, if, so if I weren't so busy doing Inktober cartoons, uh, I wanted to do one where, you know, a uh, couple has a wine thing. I wanted to do a new wine, W-H-I-N-E, made with sour grapes from Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, you have to do that once <laughs> I got to do it, yeah, as soon as it's over. And so, that'll be before this airs. So. I thought you were going to say you are going to do a comic strip for Irishman, because I'd love to know what the powers yeah. are for Irishman. Yeah. Well, he wields potatoes. Yeah, that's exactly where I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. That's right. And it's arch enemy. It's Vodka Man. Oh. Wow. The Russian. <laughs> yeah. Because he yeah. uses potatoes he's, he's to using make vodka. Potatoes. Yeah, because he gets his potatoes to make vodka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's this it. This is wouldn't right they, itself. Wouldn't, we should make a movie. Wouldn't they be friends, though? <laughs> Couldn't it be a no, because No, because he'd have to steal from Irishman. To make his vodka. So, okay, now, hang on. I'm imagining Irish man shoots potatoes out of his hands like Spider-Man shoots webs. So, like, wouldn't they benefit each other because he could just make potatoes? Or is he very covenant of his I don't know. I thought potatoes would be his, like, secret power source or something like that. See, I was... I was thinking he drinks beer and gets powerful, more powerful, kind of like the Hulk or something. But, But his sidekick is obviously a kid named Spud. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I thought you could say a kid Take, named Guinness. Ah, Guinness. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Spud Man and Guinness. Okay. I mean, Irish Man and Guinness. Irish Man and Guinness. Uh-huh. Wow, this went off the rails quick. So, anyway. I, but we're all sitting here thinking about what we can do with this. We yeah, are. Know, right. And it would be cinema when we're done. Cinema. Because we could film it in 24 frames. Mm-hmm. And that makes it cinema. That so. makes it cinema. Well, so, yeah, there we put go. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Marty. 
wow. And on that note, uh, it's time for us to uh, head off into the uh, horizon with another episode of Guys of a Certain Age. Thanks to all our loyal Podbean listeners. Uh, if you like what you hear, uh, if we did not sound like juvenile delinquents this time, please give us a five-star rating and uh, uh, leave the comments hopefully positive comments in the comment section we do love marty and francis so just in case they're part of that new listening group right? yeah, yeah 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 this this one's for you francis and marty so thanks for listening and until next time <laughs>